0: Everybody and welcome to another edition of History After Hours. My name is Kevin Pumphrey, and with me, like normal, is Mr. Ron Franklin and Mr. Jeremy Nixon, three history teachers from Lakeside High School. And we are recording this on Thursday, November 17th, 2022. And in this episode, we get into politics, we answer a couple questions from students through Instagram Live. And we end up talking a little bit about Thanksgiving, which for us, Thanksgiving break is coming up next week. And we are very excited about that. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy this podcast. All right. History After Hours. Here we are again. This is the first um us three doing it without the live studio audience. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. So, yeah, we couldn't get one uh, in this month at Collective Coffee, so we thought we would come in here after school, because, uh, you know, that's the name of the podcast, History After Hours, and get one in. So let's start. We're going to do some political stuff first, and then we'll get well, wait, into... Well, we, gotta, we have a we have
1: student. We want to do the student question first, or you want
0: to start with what you've got? No, we can start with the student question. Uh,
2: yeah, Ellie Eldrick wanted to continue her streak of having the first topic, and so she wanted to know what historical figure the we most identify or relate with. So
0: I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's difficult because, you know, historic figures are historic figures, not history teachers at a local school. Right. So it's hard to relate to that. And then if you relate to a historic figure who's done some bad things, which most of them (laughs) have— Uh, they think, oh, really? You endorse that? <laughs> Which is not, you know.
1: Which part of that am I?
0: I don't know, because everybody's so complicated. Everybody's got the both
1: sides scenario. Did you just you go know,
2: Socrates and be like, we're I teachers? I yeah you know.
1: But he was the teacher they killed, <laughs> trying, they the so children. do you really want to?
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to go more modern. Plato.
1: I really like Plato if you want to go ancient Greek, you know. <laughs> I do a big thing on Platonic philosophy, especially with the art history kids. Like, we just did that, as a
0: matter of fact. So, wow. Mm, ah. You know who I like? I, I don't know that I relate to this, but I definitely respect Truman, yeah. who never got the props at the time when he was president. But if you think about he was just became vice president and FDR dies, this historic figure that has been president seemed like forever. Like, if you were in your 20s, FDR is the only president you ever knew. And all of a sudden, there's this guy named Truman who no one knew who he was. And, oh, yeah, we're still at war, and he's got to make this horrible decision about the atomic bomb. But regardless of all that, he still kind of was just plain talking, did what was best for the country, kept his head down. And... um And something else he never gets credit for is desegregating the military, Mm -hmm. which, you know, everybody thinks of JFK and LBJ as the civil rights presidents, but he stuck his neck out to do that after World War II, and, you know, you got to respect just the courage he had, and... I, I can't imagine being thrown into that situation. That's another podcast topic that we could do one day. Do you day. know who
1: else was, who was um, influential in, not necessarily the political side, but pushing some of the political narrative that, that, to get it more in the public's eye? Dr. Seuss. If oh, you yeah. go back and look at his political cartoons from World War II, there's a lot of it that criticizes the United States for its segregationist policies, especially in the workforce. Especially like, how are we going to win this if we're not all together? Why are there separate entrances for the workers? Like, we should be united in every way we can. I when I found that, I was really intrigued by it because he catches a lot of flack for some of his. I mean, if you go back and look, I mean, some of them have a real uh, racist hint to them. You know, mm-hmm. some of them are very uh, openly stereotypical. But I, but also, and I'm not trying to say oh but because I'm not like, trying to support that. Uh, but if you look at it in context, it makes sense that part of what he's mocking is uh, uh, Italian leaders and Japanese leaders and, and German leaders who were we were at war with. So that kind of makes sense, too. But then you flip that and you go, he was very much pushing for an end to segregationist policies here in the United States. And I don't know if that had any impact on Truman or not. He's a cartoonist. You see what I mean? Right, yeah. But but to continue to push that into the public um into their into their stream of consciousness, I think is an influential thing to do.
0: And I was going to say, it, another podcast topic that relates to this that we should do sometimes is, is which president had to take over the worst situation? Oh. Mm. Because there's some that just got thrown into this, you know, and, th- and then it, did Johnson they do good or bad, you know? took over mm. during a bad situation. I mean, Lincoln mm. kind of yeah. takes the cake probably, but still. Well, but I mean, he... But Johnson was in a bad situation, of yeah, course. Yeah, I'm thinking
1: about following a president who was in... Mm. I mean, that to me... Johnson's in a no-win situation. Seems like,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, what about your historic figure?
2: Yeah, I mean I, that's that's hard to say because I don't relate to really any of them. Because, like right, you said, yeah. as a teacher, you're. I'm trying to think: is there a teacher in history that's which maniacal or? person
1: am I most like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Megalomaniac. Oh. By the
0: way, I'm sure Truman
1: did some horrible things
0: and might have said oh, some horrible things, yeah. yeah. so I mean, don't s- dig up that. that.
1: Have you ever looked at the end of his life, at his his post-presidency? Like, he kind of fades into almost oblivion. There wasn't a pension for ex-presidents at that time. Uh, he ends up uh, a couple of bad business deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost he's, bankrupt. He's, yeah, he's like very much, his his finances are really skewed. He, he he, But he kind of just plods along, you know, and does his thing. And, and I think it was because of him and his story That they ended up establishing the pension fund for the presidency.
2: Yes, am I right about that? Yeah. Well, and also he is the first president to have a contract to to write his memoirs. His book saved him. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Okay. Yeah, I do remember that because he was reluctant to do that because he thought it was unpresidential. He thought it was unbecoming of someone. Yes, and they had been in – because that's. I mean, his story is an intriguing story. But that was one of the ways he saved himself from financial ruin. I do remember that. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, first one. There you and, go.
0: Yeah, and everyone since maybe I don't know, seems like it. Well, now if you're president, you're already rich usually, and if if you're not, you're gonna be. <laughs> what was okay?
1: So I don't know this. What was his background before he became vice president?
0: Um, he was a failed, Business like suit in, ma- yeah. maker huh. uh, in Missouri. He he served. And he
1: got FDR's attention. Why?
0: <laughs> he lied on his uh, eye exam so he could fight in World War One, and he actually was a good captain. Uh, captain, I believe. Uh, and did well in World War 1 but then went back home failed businessman huh. but i'm not sure exactly how he was he went into politics i don't remember that story Was he a
1: frontline infantry guy in World War 1?
0: He saw he saw he was there with the action but he was more of the i forgot how, why he got promoted but he's one of those guys that people you know he was just very plain spoken you know he wouldn't dress it up at all he was just very pragmatic mm-hmm. and apparently he did very well in leading the men he had in World War One. I. I read a book on it years ago, so I'm having trouble recollecting exactly.
2: Wasn't um, he part of, not that Missouri had a huge political machine, but wasn't he part of the Missouri political machine and then FDR needed him on the ticket um, later What on the 4th? Was it, I guess, 4th? Because... He wasn't the original FDR vice president. Well, I, said, oh, I was no, about to say, was, I
1: don't know who that was now that I think about it. Who, who was the original? Um,
2: yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, I can't really remember. Yeah, Truman had just been selected as the vice president. So he had been like for three months before FDR died, and then all of a sudden now he's the president. Uh,
2: so, yeah, I do think Truman is probably one that's underrated um, and thrown into a really bad situation. Um, I finally did get uh, Instagram Live to connect, so we do have some students that can ask us questions if you oh, okay. guys want. Oh, okay. Um, so
1: we'll see. What about see how that goes? instead of saying what historical figure, what what fictional figure? What fictional figure yeah. we like relate so to? If I'm, so if I'm going Plato, and you went, what did you say? You said Truman, and you said you didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. Is there a fictional character that? Yeah. That'd Ooh. be difficult too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Is, I don't
1: know. Would <laughs> to give that some thought, maybe it's a good one. question
0: though to relate.
1: Ellie, if you're watching, yeah.
2: your question has stumped us. Yeah. Um,
1: That's a, it's a good one though. I just it's complicated. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, um, I guess we can move on to some political stuff because the midterms has just occurred, and it's not what everyone thought. So they and I know this has been already talked to death in all the news and. All that, but they were expecting the big red wave, which historically that's what happens. The president party, the Democratic Party, the party in power, usually gets, uh, you know, beaten pretty thoroughly during the midterms.
1: Especially if that president is facing high inflation. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, we all thought
2: this was going to be it pretty much for him.
0: Yeah, but um, it turns out. It wasn't. Now, so let's go through. Give me y'all's take, because y'all are much more tuned into politics than I am right now. What is the potted summary on why the GOP did not do as well as expected?
2: Well, I mean, really what it boils down to is they (laughs) the Supreme Court lost them the midterm. When the Supreme Mm. Court overruled Roe versus Wade, it sent a shockwave through uh, suburban women and it spurred voter turnout in younger people like they haven't seen before and so i really do think you can you can depending on if you are happier or sad about it but uh for you can thank the supreme court for this one hmm. uh dobbs the dobbs decision shook fundamentally to the core uh cuz the only other times we've seen this Following nine eleven, and then in the Great Depression, otherwise the incumbent newly elected president has lost seats, and he did. He lost seats. He lost the House, but he kept the Senate, and
0: that bucks history. It bucks the trend. Uh, so also as unpopular as he is, like yeah. he polls, you know, Biden himself is. It's not like he stirs up a lot of excitement for the Democratic Party. So like the economy wasn't doing great, and he's not that popular
1: yet. Well, but you to know. see different parts of the economy are doing really well. If you yeah. think about it from from the corporate stronghold, I mean, the, the Dow, if you just look at that index by itself, it's still running numbers up into the 34,000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't faltered, really. It, I mean, it kind of shakes here and there, but it hasn't really dropped off like you might expect it would. Consumer confidence, although while people are complaining a lot about the high price of things right now with the inflationary index the way it is, that hasn't really curbed their spending habits. And so that is interesting to me. That people are still willing to like fork out all this money for all these extra things that they have in their lives. Here comes the holidays. That hasn't slowed anything down. Um, uh, th- I, I, just for example, the, I mean, the people that are clamoring for these Taylor Swift tickets right now. I mean, people are willing <laughs> to pay a, an exorbitant amount of money for these tickets, even through these secondhand dealers. Uh, it's it's like this mad scramble. It's like nothing's going on. But then I'll hear people complain about high gas prices. But then I think truck sales are at, uh, you know, the, the, these gas-guzzling behemoths that we have around the country. Like, those sales are still pretty strong. I, mean, I don't know. It's like this. I'm getting these mixed messages about the economy is bad, but we'll still go out and eat, you know, and we'll still go out and spend on luxury items. And here comes Christmas, and Black Friday sales have been going on forever, seems like already. And, and I, so I don't know. I mean, I, it's – so on one – you go, the economy's is bad, and, and, but is it, you know? Uh, unemployment is, is half of what it was when he took over the, the job growth month to month is pretty steady and strong. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here like patting Biden on the back. That's not what I'm doing, but I'm saying I, when you, you hear one thing, but then you see other indicators that don't seem to mesh with that narrative.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know there's been a lot of news lately about layoffs. Amazon is going to lay off, I believe, um, and i think more layoffs will be coming and the interest rate hikes uh, they're designed to slow inflation or yeah to slow inflation but they will cause uh, layoffs they will cool off the economy so i i mean it's coming i think
1: uh, i'm i'm confident that you know, even the even the housing market rates have dropped back down a little bit
2: yeah I, i'm confident it's coming i just don't know with the commercial season and christmas and the boost you get from that and then temporary um, temporary employment so I think it really depends on consumer spending.
1: Which doesn't seem to be curbed, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. And if it's not, and we have a really robust season, um, and people are willing to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on tickets, and they're willing to travel for the holidays, and they're willing to go to all the Black
1: Friday sales, then maybe it's not going to be as bad as people think. Do you think that there's any kind of consciousness across the country about the way that supply and demand actually works, and part of the reason why (laughs) the inflationary rates are the way they are is not really a political party's uh, problem, whether it's Republican or Democrat? I mean global supply and demand especially post covid like there's still a, a lot of recovery that's going on just from that big parts of china are still absolutely shut down because they're they're still doing that zero covid policy you know you get one case in a the town they shut the entire city down uh I, I don't remember which i was reading the other day i think it's i think it's a uh, uh guangzhou who's there there's 24 million people in that city give or take and they're all at home right now yeah. so much so that I saw some protests last night did you see that yeah uh, people out in the streets but anyway i so you know, maybe maybe the fact that there's all this boogeyman talk about the economy, and yet people are still spending the way they do. I don't know if that had any any uh, determination to how people ended up voting.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a certain demographic that feels it more than others. I mean, there's people right on the border. Sure. that So they feel the inflation more than somebody who has a little extra money each month. And maybe it's coming to where more people feel the effects. You know, us as salaried, you know, people... You know that can budget a little bit easier than others. Uh, of course, it also depends on your children and so many factors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to gauge the entire economy. But um,
1: do you think that he got some some younger voters with the push for um, forgiving the, the the student loan forgiveness?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he did. Even though that's on pause right now, it's been, well, no, yeah, no, yeah. but um, but the telling thing is is if you look at the exit polling. Um, Yes, the number one issue in the economy was inflation. Um, however, those voters still broke Democratic because, and I think it's for a few reasons, because I think the Democrats did a good job of talking about democracy is on the ballot. Um, and if you look at the pattern of who lost and, the election...
1: personal rights are on the ballot. Yeah.
2: Uh, a lot of the election deniers lost their races. Um, there were personal liberties and rights on the ballot, like you said. And, you know, I think
0: it mattered. I think it mattered tremendously. Yeah, I mean, me, I kind of consider myself more uh, independent. I definitely wouldn't consider myself uh, extreme liberal or anything. But the GOP, to me, didn't have any solutions. It was more of a culture war for them, you know. And so it's like, okay, the inflation's bad, but what are they promising? Just tax cuts? Is that, I mean, you know, that's not going to solve any problems. That'll just make the government even more in debt than it already is. So
1: more tariffs. See, that doesn't help. Right. right. So, I but, mean, but true GOP wouldn't support that anyway.
0: No,
2: that was, that's protectionist. That's, that was Where's long a harbor market? for the democratic <laughs> mm-hmm. party. Yeah. Which yeah. is why you actually don't see, or I attribute it to Biden, really not going back on those. That was very much a, a uh, democratic economic policy, protectionist tariff policy that mm. Trump and everybody, the GOP, just went, oh yeah, we're going to have to go along with it because he was
1: the leader. Um, so I bet, I bet behind the scenes they were just, yeah. just up and uh, you know, I, you wonder, you wonder what those fly on the wall conversations could have been like when he's making these policies that are very against traditional GOP policies and platforms, uh, and 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 they just had to kind of smile and grin and go, yeah, it's great. When I know that they really. Probably didn't remember, mean that. Remember when they had the
0: bipartisan meeting with him about gun control? And he said, Well, why can't we just take the guns? And they're like, no, 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 Mr. President, now. Right. <laughs> well,
1: now let's sear you away from those
0: words. Yeah, I mean, because what you're dealing with is a person who was a liberal for most of his life. Yeah, right. And now he's trying to act yeah. conservative and, you know. So, yeah I, so that brings us to the next point, which is since the GOP did poorly, especially the trump supported faction, is trumpism, and of course he's now running mm-hmm. how do you how do you feel trumpism is is it alive and well in the GOP? Does it have a future or are, are key people trying to separate themselves now
1: I think he's got his thirty four percent base that he's going to keep, but I, but the party itself seems like they are walking back um I mean he's already attacking certain people even before he announces his, his candidacy the other day, which seems is it early is that too is that normal to be this Two far years. i mean just right after the midterms where a candidate will announce his run for presidency, or is that normally wait longer I'm, I'm confused
2: so it's normally uh in the spring after midterms this is historically early um and look, he's been he's been trying to wanting to announce for a long time, so mm. the rumors go, and so they but, were holding. Because
1: uh, there were there were rumors that he wanted to before the midterms. Yes,
2: even. and they were worried that it would cost them the midterms. Uh, you know, and potentially he did anyway. But uh, yeah, it's early. But even like
1: even people like Josh Hawley who were who were there in and around the Capitol on uh, well, they were all in and around the Capitol on January 6th, But he was seen like pumping his fist to the crowd and like I'm with you that kind of support thing. Even yesterday, he's like, look, it, this is. The the GOP is needs to be a different beast. Although that doesn't necessarily mean it's un untrumped, and you know it may be just a different version of it. Maybe yeah. there's a younger crowd going to take that rein and, and 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 roll it in a. In well, their so we direction. have a
2: student asking, did he just say Trump, Trump was liberal most of his life? Yes, he did because yep. he was. He donated to Democrat. both parties, but was friends with the, the Clinton. Party, yep, friends with the Clintons, and do we think that Trump can or will win another election?
1: You know what, I think it boils down to how many Republicans get into the 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 uh, primary season, how many people will have to split their, how, how many voters will split up in multiple directions, because again, Trump's got, I think, that solid base is just not going to leave him. Right,
2: I agree. I, he's got a committed base, and I think you're right. It's probably between thirty and forty percent of the party.
1: Now, I wonder how much of that was actually part of the problem last time, because didn't they have a like, lot? They had 15 like or 16 forty three hundred <laughs> different <laughs> Republicans running for the nomination yeah. last time? Seemed like they were yeah. all on stage together, and they had to well, split maybe them up.
2: Seventeen or eighteen at some point, yeah. yeah there were two huge. De- there were two debate, like a top tier debate. If you polled at a
1: certain percent, it, and if, the if, had, if they had reined that back and had a few solid yeah. candidates that were out there, maybe they could have. Um, you know, and, and now rather than having to try to figure out what they are going to do now to either embrace or distance themselves from him, that that would have been so much more simple for the party to go. No, let's stand with our original our original take on him. He's a buffoon. Which you go back and listen to that. You go back and listen to every major leader in the political party in the GOP, Mitch McConnell all the way down the list, and they're like, he is horrible. He can't be. He's immoral. He's un. He's unfit. He's he's crazy. But then the, the minute he gets the nomination, they're like, well. Guess it's time to kiss ass. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, that so
2: Liam would like to know if, if we think the center right in the GOP uh, will ever have power again. Uh, looks like an a la Mitt Romney or uh, Ron Paul kind of. And I mean, I, honestly, I
0: don't know um, who are the young Republicans that can do this. A lot of the young ones are Trumpist. Um, right. When I think of some of the young GOP members they they are more trumpy than they are anything else so it's like you you need young gop members that are center um, do you
1: think kevin mccarthy now that he's going to be the the house um speaker can steer them away cuz he's distanced himself from trump yeah yes yeah, i wonder if he's sometimes. going to, well i know but more than more more recently i wonder if he will i want i'm curious to see what he's going to do now that that's about to
2: I, the, the, the Republican majority is going to be very narrow and he is going to have a very narrow,
0: limited narrow role. path. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: um, I don't know how powerful he's going to be a speaker. Who's um, the whip? I, Steve Scalise, I believe. Hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's Steve Scalise. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I think they will do a lot of posturing. I think they will pass legislation they know won't get through the Senate. I think they mm-hmm. will build a platform to run in twenty twenty four. Do I think there is going to be a moderate emerge? I
1: that'd be nice. Don't
2: know. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> would like to see it personally. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know how feasible it is. Look, it, if Republicans don't want Trump, then they need to get behind DeSantis now. Honestly. It, Otherwise, I think Trump has a legitimate shot at taking the nomination okay, so, again. So
0: Trump is running, though, right? Oh, yes. yes. So you, So look, this applies more than it ever has. There's about to be nearly a two-year bloodbath between front runners and the Republican Trump, because Trump, we knows running, and he's going to go after anybody that's close. And I wonder how that's going to affect the entire Republican primary.
1: I sent you an email a while ago, and I wonder how much I, I wanted to <laughs> I ask you about that. this. So uh, Rupert Murdoch, yep. media mogul. International mm-hmm. has basically, and I don't know if it's official, official, but it definitely seems like it because the the New York Post the other day, uh, their headline for Trump making his announcement at the bottom of the page in really small <laughs> script said, "Florida man makes announcement. makes announcement." Florida That's man a, makes announcement. That was yeah. it. That was it. And and he, and this he, he has been like a personal friend of Trump's. In the past. And and part of their news agency network really heavily promoted everything Trump said and everything he did. And that seems to be over. And I wonder what impact that will have, because you won't have that messaging machine the way you did the last time.
0: Yeah. And once yeah. again, it's going to be crazy because Trump and his and, rallies, and- they're just going to... Like well, yeah, the Republicans but, are going to fight each other like, well, like we've maybe never they won't. seen.
1: You know what? Maybe they'll just all consistently denounce the buffoonery.
0: You, you would think. but I,
1: I'm not saying that they're going to. I'm just saying maybe right. they will. If, if, if there's a path to moderation.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would like to see a path to moderation. The student has a question. So do you think there will be a possibility of power change such as new parties emerging? Do you think the Republican Party would split over it?
0: At this point, I don't I Probably so. don't. I don't see it happening. I mean, they might split, but it'd be like you where's know, our Tea Party versus... Like, oh, you know, yeah, right. you don't you want, want to... A freedom to Caucus Tea Let's Party. Let's not have the yeah. Tea
1: Party thing happening again. The, the, um, where's our Bull Moose Party?
0: You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> what'll happen is that if the Republicans do move away from Trump, they'll just act like he didn't exist. Where's our progressive
1: conservatives? Oh, yeah, well...
2: I, they got voted out. They were made political targets. Right. Um, and that would be like your Adam Kinzinger in Illinois... Mm. Um, not that he's particularly progressive;
1: he's more
0: old school conservative.
1: Which a lot of people would like to go back to,
0: right? Yeah. And remember, once again, Trump promised winning, but he's done nothing but lose ever since he's became president because he lost him Congress, and then he lost the president. Sooner or later, somebody's going to do some math <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah. You know, like he's not. I, I think he maybe he's had his
1: moment. I mean, he's still going to be making. He's still going to make noise. I get that, and I think everybody gets that. But, but do you go down that path again? Like, you, you've you had this, this cozied relationship with this brand now for uh, seven years? Yeah, 2015. And are, are you, conservative Americans, tired of it?
0: Are you uh, better it, off it, now than you, than you were to, in 2015? Do, yeah, can
1: you do better <laughs> than that? And, and like I said, there are people who absolutely love him. I, and sure, I'm fine. You and you and you're free to be. But I think that the majority of the party, I just think that I'm seeing indications that maybe they are getting away from that, you know, and going towards something that's much more. If you're conservative, your your whole shtick is that you're traditionalist, and Trump is not traditionalist at all. And he, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe they're, maybe they'll get their heads together collectively and go, what's best you know cuz i don't think that he's what's best and what about, i don't think they think that he's what's best
0: what about biden is he running i yeah i think so is there anyone else no. if he doesn't aren't um, there that, see, isn't that there
1: anybody in his in his circle to go hey you know maybe it's <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. maybe
1: thinking about maybe what's best right where yeah. are the people in the democratic party since we went off on on the the trump tangent let's go off on the biden tangent Aren't there people within inside the Democratic Party going? It's, I mean, thank you for your service. However, yeah,
2: well, oh, I I'm mean, sure. another.
1: I what is he? How old is he? Seriously, I, and I'm not trying to be ageist, but there's if he if he wins another term, He'll he's going to be, be, be in mid his 80s, 80s right?
2: Yes, he will be the oldest president. He was the oldest president ever elected, and he will yet again be
1: the oldest president ever elected. I just, I just don't see. There, I mean. No, okay. Let me let me put it
0: this Jimmy way. Jimmy Carter hadn't hadn't turned out yet. Let's <laughs> no, know, there's still a can't. chance there's come on. A return. Building a, the return that is a gap and a half. Between <laughs> it. Okay. But no,
1: but so not not about his uh, mental capacity, not about his physical well-being. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But you grew up in a different era? Yeah. And and maybe what your you behind your aviator shades, like you're not really top gunning it. You know what I mean? Right. And so maybe you want to, maybe you want to let some of them get it, go back in, right. Not that you can't serve. That's not what I'm not saying. Yeah. But, but. Are you the best person to serve? Are you you the best person to represent a very, I mean, we're really a pretty young country. We we are. And so I would, I'm just, I'm just curious as to where are the young front runners And and again, I'm I'm not trying to be, I'm not, I just want to make sure that people understand that I'm not, I'm not suggesting that he is, uh, that because he's older, he's old, let's just say it, (laughs) uh, that, that that incapacitates him. But I am saying that maybe he is out of touch with some things that young people want and need anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, the exit polling from the midterms was clear they don't. And it's Democrat and Republican don't want him to run again. I mean, I understand why the Republicans don't want him to run again. But but if it's it's not him, who though? Yeah. Well, that's their, their bench is not exactly
0: strong. Um, I mean the democratic machine, the party, I mean like that's the problem is there's nobody else really that they, you know, Biden can, Biden has so many connections, so many people that he at least used to know, (laughs) but, uh, there's just nobody else that can compare. I, like some of the younger ones, I, you know, do they have the experience? Can they beat Trump? That's, that's still what the Democrats are asking themselves. Who can beat Trump?
2: I mean, I think you've got some people who could. I think Tim Ryan ran a good race in Ohio for senator, um, but he's more moderate. He's more middle than left, and I don't know how— I don't know how much of the left wing of the Democratic Party accepts someone like him.
0: Name uh, recognition too is huge for yeah. most Americans. Do they you have don't know to have the the, the the the
1: those pure leftists though? Do you have to have them in your in your corner to get this well, accomplished?
2: Well, and you know that's the that's the thing. You can only lose so many of them. Um, if you look at the margins from twenty sixteen. You know, if you don't have a Green Party candidate and you take out the Jill Stein votes, Hillary Clinton wins all three swing states that Trump took.
0: Hillary. <laughs> uh, whew, let's, uh,
2: I'm going to just stop there. Um, but the same could have been said about Ralph Nader and Al Gore. So, I mean, I can, yeah. I can what if that back for a while. But you can only shave off so much of the far left. Uh, will they toe the line if it's Donald Trump on the other side? Yes, I think so. But that's not a guarantee. I do think you have but they some wouldn't support their people. own
1: candidate over... I mean, it just seems weird that if you're not... Oh, the Democratic Party will eat their own. I know. <laughs> what I'm saying. It's weird, though, right? It is very weird. How many times have we talked about that circular firing squad? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, just what are you doing? Uh, yeah.
2: Um, I, you know, I don't know. Um, Kamala Harris, I, I, I think she's doing a fine job as vice president. I don't think that she will
1: win a general election, just don't know how many people are inspired by her, and nothing against her personally, right? You know? Exactly. But I just don't know that she's very moving when she speaks, um, and I think I'm, that you're going to have to have somebody who's a little bit of a, has some 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 show. You know, there's got to be some pizzazz, and I don't think she, that she's pizzazzing.
2: There's been that draft um, Michelle Obama movement for a while. I don't think that's going nah, to happen. That's not and a I, good
1: plan. Neither is like the, the, where's the Oprah crowd? I know they're going to oh, come yeah. here sooner or later. We should have Oprah. No, you really. That's not. We've already um, had our entertainer yeah, entertain president. We don't need another one.
2: Uh, and are there younger Democrats? He, yeah, I mean, you know, Mayor Pete, I guess now Secretary Pete ran. Um, but he has relative, relatively little experience, and he did not do well with the minorities in the Democratic Party. So I don't know who you go to.
1: It's not going to be O'Rourke.
2: No. No, I don't think it's going to be Beto. He's lost Texas twice. Right, yeah. And all the... You know, whenever we talk about it in Gov, they're like, Texas is going to be blue. Yeah, eventually, I think it will be. We're not anywhere close to that. And look, he, he lost by, what, eight points, something like that, eight or nine mm. points. It, quit putting your eggs in the Texas basket. It's not It's not going to happen. So I don't know. I don't know who the Democrats go to, but I do think that Joe should, I mean, what did he say? He was going to make a family decision, but I, I think he needs to make a country decision.
0: He needs to bow out, but he needs to support. He needs to quickly support someone. The yes. Democrat. Democrats, they need to get their eggs in a row and start get behind but, a candidate. But they need to look just nationally and go,
1: who could be the rising star? Because if you go back to um, when, when Obama was still a senator before he even started to run, there was a little bit of buzz about him, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, super serious. Uh, I didn't hear a lot of, you know, it wasn't, like, a lot of clamor around his, his name there for a while. But then all of a sudden, he just sort of burst on the scene, seemed like to me, if I remember back now. Um and and then uh, and then sort of vaulted. I wonder if there's somebody who's sort of just waiting in the wings like that, just waiting for their moment to to announce themselves and and then become very well known. Because I mean, he was a freshman senator, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, he was a freshman senator. He spoke at the 2004 um, Democratic National Convention in Boston. Uh, I think it was Boston, um, and sort of skyrocketed from there. Didn't
1: Clinton do something similar? Like, did he? I mean, he wasn't really on many people's radar as governor here. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't. Then suddenly, it seemed like.
0: Reagan, you know, his 64 speech. Like, oh, yeah. There's been a few people that have made a speech at the convention, and then all of a sudden they became the darlings of the party. I just don't – that hasn't happened as far as I know. Hmm. I just – you know, they're going to they're gonna go with the safe bet who can win. And I don't know uh, – like I said, if Biden chooses to step down, he needs to quickly endorse someone. He might endorse, you know, his vice president – You know, because I can't imagine him going another direction, but I don't know that she would fare well.
2: I don't think she'll. Well, here's, I think I, I think he will do what Obama did and stay out of it, Mm. and I think that's kind of what he has to do because if he announces he doesn't run, you will immediately have I can think of at least five Democrats who will run on the platform. Um, Harris is one. I'm. 90% 90% sure Bernie Sanders is one, uh, Buttigieg is one, Amy Klobuchar is one, um, I think Gretchen oh, yeah. Whitmer might be one from Michigan.
1: Whitmer won pretty handily. But she did.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to, because you know that, like I said a while ago, Republicans are going to tear each other apart because Trump's going to be in the middle of it. Yep. So, so, you they'll think, be...
1: so you think they're going to do to themselves what Democrats typically do to themselves? Mm-hmm. Right
0: and they can't help it cuz Trump is going to be directing the whole show and he's not going to sit quietly for, so for a year and a half he's going to be calling everybody names and the he's already the he's people, already
1: calling uh he's already calling the, the Sanctimonious. Santis, the, the sanctimonious, sanctimonious, which doesn't really have i mean he could do better than that come on if you're if you're he's been practicing a, uh, that's a, on a this very
0: complicated thing. word <laughs> he, <he's> Sanctimonious. <laughs> I was like Okay, did he really come up with that? I mean, well, lying, I lying, Ted, crooked Hillary—that's easy. Yeah, right. De sanctimonious. Uh, seems did like. Spell that or use it in a maybe sentence.
1: A, maybe Ivanka helped him with that. You no, know, she's out of politics. I, you well, saw that, right? Sure.
2: Yeah, sure. out of
0: politics. Yeah, she's trying to stay out of jail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so we might see a very exciting campaign season. From both sides, especially if Biden chooses not to run. I don't think she yeah.
1: liked uh, testifying before the January sixth committee. I don't Maybe think she's she did a little either. soured on politics. But I think, but Kushner still. I mean, he's. I mean, he's still side by side with. Was he at the announcement the other night at Mar-a-Lago? Did you see him? I don't think he was there. Probably okay. busy, you know, peace in the Middle East. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure, that's his. Main goal. <laughs> uh, well, uh, anyway okay, so
0: we I guess we we're, we're running out here um we can end uh well, let's talk just for a second about the school year, and then we'll end with some Thanksgiving stuff, so this is the first year, I guess, in a couple that we haven't started with masks, yeah mm-hmm. and right. so what's has it felt normal? Are we back to normal, or what does normal mean i don't I don't know I mean
1: in some ways, yeah, right. The way we start, the way we can interact, the way we can do, I mean, I, especially in my AP classes, dude, back to group work, you know? Mm-hmm. Here we go, pile up, make your little pods, let's talk about this, and, and you hash it out, and then we'll all talk about it. That's been more, that, that, that's been so great, because the, the the distance and having to do everything online and all that, that was just so, man, I don't want to do that ever again, you know? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. functioned, but it wasn't like we we, we weren't like... Running at full capacity seem like so. Here right. it just feels like we're back in a groove. I like that. The day to day, you know, I- interactions and kids coming in and going and in the hall, and it just feels much more, more comfortable. And we're not worried about. Par- I was I was literally paranoid about, you know, is there going to be a mass, a quarantine event, you know, and and <coughs> people go oh. Uh, this these these many kids are not going to be here today, or they come. Okay, we need to see this person and that person, and then how? Right, remember that. Remember when they first we first came back that year with the the like, were we on uh the hybrid schedules and all that stuff? And the nurse would come in and go, okay, I need to measure from where that oh, kid yeah. sat to this other kid, uh-huh. see who was in this perimeter, send them that. So all that's gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, good riddance. I'm glad that that's over. I'm sorry we had to do it, but I'm glad that we're back to this. So on that level. Like the like the day to day sort of grind it out. Let's go. Like I, that to me is back to normal.
0: Yeah.
1: However, what we are finding is that there is uh, we're still there's going to be this
0: a gap. Yeah.
1: There's this gap that we're going to have to find ways to close. It's going to take years, possibly academic. Uh, the the gap there, but also like I don't know, maybe it's some some. I don't want to call it social interaction necessarily, but the, the way people process the fact that they're here. And the 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 I hesitate to use the word work ethic because I think there is work ethic, but I think that it's it's slow in developing back to the way it was pre-COVID. You know, does that you feel what I'm saying? I mean, do you feel the same way?
2: Yeah. Sometimes I just want to go. You realize you're at school, right? <laughs> it it doesn't feel like they quite are where they're at school. It's it's much more uh, laid back interaction. It's much uh it, it, to me it feels like they feel they have all the time in the world kind of like they did with covid.
1: Um so where's uh, your sense of urgency? Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like we have to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh we have to work on these skills. We can't just say okay, forget about it.
1: Uh from what we've heard from multiple teachers around the building is that there's this this is a n- new development and uh, maybe it's covid related too. There's a sense of entitlement let's use that word Mm -hmm. that students have developed some students not all of them and and like i don't have to do this i don't have to turn it in when you say i uh, will right there's there's this weird undercurrent of i'm going to challenge you on things because i'm not used to being pushed like this and they're gonna have to learn that we are the professionals and you are the you know you're the you're the learners here that you have a job to do and we have our job to do and you're not. It's not your job to tell us how to do what we do, and I think right. parents are st- stuck in that weird mode too. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very much about, well, I demand this. Well, you're not necessarily in a position to be demanding. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't run this school. Uh, You know, there's a reason why we have administrators, and the reason why we're here as professionals. We we know what we're doing, and I think that maybe there's this blurred line between. Mm-hmm our professionalism and what they think they can do or should do or should be able to say, because they've been doing it on their own for a couple of years and they, they think they've got it. Well, no, no, no. And we're back to full capacity as far as what we demand and the rigor that we're expecting. And a lot of kids, I know a lot of kids have hit a wall this year. I've used that terminology in class quite a bit. You've hit a wall. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to fix your side of that problem? Like we have our standard now and we're back to full standards can you meet those standards and can you not and, and some kids that are struggling with that are really i mean there's I, I can see why they would be um why there'd be an emotional reaction to that because they're not used to being pushed this way perhaps you know uh so that's something that we're dealing with right and I, and, yeah. I th- and I, but, I, but i can see that coming it's molding back into what it needs to be as well i think
0: yeah i mean i've been really kind of <laughs> impressed i guess i was expecting worse but my junior class at least skill wise and effort has been pretty good. You're welcome. But I always yeah. try, I know. I think that's, that is largely due to y'all, you know, correcting them in 10th grade, and I don't have to deal with it. But I also wonder about students in the lower grades, like the kids that are like in ninth grade now or even eighth grade, like when COVID hit them at such an important time for them. And it obviously depends on the kid. Um, well, I think there's going to be some
1: developmental issues, not at a, you know, from, a, from an interpersonal level, the academics we talked about a while ago, but also just in a, here's how we work and here's how we process and here's what we demand and here's what you, I I think that's going to be, I think you're right. I I never really thought about that far back though, but think about those kids who didn't get to go to kindergarten. Well, the thing is like if
0: some, if some teachers really kind of lower their standards or expectations because they feel for the kids, which we all do, but if that, that just can't continue at some Mm -hmm. point, it's got to be uncomfortable and the kids, the kids have to catch up and catching up is not going to be easy. They're going to have to go faster than normal students. Um, I don't know what grade that's really hitting. Uh, It it could be not 10th grade. It could be even lower. Um, I feel bad for the kids that are in that situation, but I I do think we are going to be suffering the aftershocks of COVID for several years.
2: And it's social too, though. And that's kind of what I was saying at at the beginning. Maybe this will make more sense than what I was saying at the beginning. It's, this is how we behave at school in all aspects. Um, there's two years there where they weren't at schools, so hey, high schoolers, you know, don't get up and slap each other in the face. <laughs> uh, why are you doing that? You're playing um, kindergarten rules apply. Hands feet, other objects to yourself. Like <laughs> I, this year has been more of that for me. Like why? How are you, how are we acting like this when you are in this grade? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I haven't noticed that as much. I'll tell you what I've noticed, which has kind of really blown me away, is students that tune me out with just directions like put your name on it and turn it in or (laughs) where do we turn it in (laughs) or like do this and then right after that what did you just say or or they don't don't they don't hear the directions as i'm talking to them in class it's not that they're not doing their work or, or trying but i think because they were at home listening to you know teachers rattle through a computer and they could zone out so easily i think they're having more trouble focusing
1: well i will i'll say this to go along with what you just said there. I think while they were at home, they were convinced that they could multitask and do everything well and still get good grades. And maybe they're still in that mode. They're not used to having to sit and listen. They're not having to use, they're not used to having to concentrate on one person or one thing at a time because they may have had I mean, let's be honest. You probably had they probably had their Chromebook and maybe they had their phone and maybe they had Their friend, and maybe they had, you know, a movie on Netflix, and you're flipping back and forth between all those Mm -hmm. things, and then you stop and go get a snack, and you so you're just like bang 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 bang. Well, now you have to, right? That's back into the machine you go, right, right. And and maybe they're struggling with that. They're they're so used to being able to zone out that it's complicated for them to retrain to get back into a mode where we. Listen, I need you to engage longer. (laughs) You know, I've so maybe that's part of what you're seeing. Yeah.
0: And also multitasking. Um, this is something I learned recently that neuroscientists say that you, people can multitask, but both tasks suffer for mm-hmm. every human. You'll never get better. Now, that's not talking about fidgeting or, and stuff like that or listening to music because you don't really listen to it. But if you are trying to do two things at once, both things suffer. So that's why it is important to put your phone up and listen or you know, focus on the one thing you're really supposed to do. Um, okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's going to be a learning process as we go through this year, but let's end on a thankful note. So we are about to head to Thanksgiving break, which, of course, is a week long this year, which is great. Sometimes it's not. I like the week long break because you get the weekends. But um, all right. So let's go favorite Thanksgiving food. Mm, okay. As
1: you when you were a kid or now or both? All right, both either.
0: What, what are you looking forward to on Thanksgiving? Which I know you have a thing where you cook it every now and then just for fun.
1: Yeah, we for whatever reason we 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 didn't do the half Thanksgiving thing this year. So I'm really looking. We haven't had it since it's mm. been a full year. Yeah, we <laughs> normally cheat. You know, sometime in July we normally go. Yeah. Oh, it's th- it's it's half Thanksgiving. Well, we seems didn't, too hot for Thanksgiving. No, We're but I mean, wanna. yeah, we do it like in a small version. It's not the full full course yeah. thing. I, but listen, we uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, not stuffing. But I really like dressing. Mm-hmm. I like cornbread I like dressing. dressing it's yeah. Just, maybe that's the southern. Yeah. Yep. The southern aspect of it coming out of me. I really dig that. I'm a big fan of cranberry sauce, though. My wife has learned to make this. Like, she didn't buy it in the can. Like, she goes no. and gets the cranberries and like she does the whole process. It's freaking good, man. Uh, I tell you, my least favorite thing, something I'm not thankful for, green bean casserole. I, me too. I hate green Thank bean you. casserole, <laughs> and I don't know if it's the if it's the green bean or the casserole, but I think it, you know what I think it is. I think it's those stupid fried onions on top. <laughs> I just don't. I think that's a, an abomination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. yeah, so it's like dressing, to me that's a to me that's a comfort favorite, food though. Yeah. yeah. So, and then desserts. I mean, I can throw desserts out there too, but Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, well, that's mine too. I mean, I love the 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 dressing. That's my favorite thing. Uh and I like the desserts. I, you know, give me a good corn pie, I'm happy. Um yeah, just I get, yeah, those old southern things. That's what I'm used to.
1: Anything that you would avoid go to grandma's house or whatever you see it on the table, you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to pass on that."
2: Yeah, I would. N- I would never eat the green bean casserole. I I share that with you. I know. There's always some uh, ant that nobody yeah. likes.
1: that always brings that. You know <laughs> <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> um, I,
2: I don't want anything. Uh, th- Deviled eggs. I had the aunt that would bring deviled, and I, I'm just like, I don't understand it, and I don't want it. <laughs> like, just, it's not an egg. There's something <laughs> special going
0: on in the middle of this egg. And anybody do? I,
2: it Anybody feel in your family do
0: ham for Thanksgiving?
2: Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm the. Tur- I my bless my mother. She because I'm the one who loves the turkey and everyone else would prefer ham. Oh. but. It's me. I want the turkey and I will fight for that damn turkey. <laughs> so my mother has always been very accommodating.
1: Baked or f- you ever do the fried? Thing? I've you ever had do the, the deep fried. fried?
2: But, um I'm not a big fan of fried. Buddy the fun, mine but,
1: has yeah. perfected that kind of thing. You know that, that big super Cajun yes, pot yeah. that people will get and you just shunk them down in there. He got like a like a super industrial version of that. <laughs> and just I mean really I mean perfect, tender. It's you know, nothing dry about it at all. And yeah, so it's, it's good. Anyway, I, but we don't do that. That's rare that I do that. What, what's your thing?
0: My least favorite Thanksgiving food when I was a kid was dressing. My favorite Thanksgiving food now as an adult is dressing. <laughs> huh. um, I've never liked cranberry sauce. Um, I don't know why. It always seemed... Is it a dessert? No, it's... What's I don't, this it's weird... I don't,
1: it, the one out of the can, though, is this weird gelatinous... <laughs> yeah, I can't gel, that. Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah. yeah. So, and it, it just doesn't... It's It's like a... Ever, ever seen that movie, The Blob? Yeah. It's kind of like The Blob. You know, just you take it out of the can, it does this weird shimmy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but the natural, the all natural, the organic version that my wife does is like really awesome. Wish I, well, I'll bring you some. You'll see what I mean.
0: Okay. Yeah. I would have to have some good cranberry but You're not supposed sauce. to just bite it
1: by itself. Like it's an accompany It accompanies other <laughs> so foods. So do you
0: put the cranberry sauce and like mix it in the dressing? Because I've I, seen No. That.
1: Well, I'd like take a bite of this and a bite of that. I like the blend flavors. Some people don't like that. I do. I do yep. too. Uh, but that's, to me, if you just ate cranberry sauce, like that's no that's no good.
0: I say let's put it all in a blender and, <laughs> blend and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> protein shake. <That's> like, yeah. <laughs> I do like in the meat. I mean, of course, I like that. And then the desserts are always awesome. And then I just. Oh, man. You know what else?
1: To go along with all that, to cap it off, um, hot, like fresh yeast rolls. Oh, yeah. Very good. Boy, oh, I remember my grandmother when we were growing up, like she was, she could, she could bake bread. I don't know how she did it. She had, she would, cause she would actually start the morning, just put it all together. And then somehow or another have all of the meal. Cause we go to their house for Thanksgiving when I was a kid and would have the, she wouldn't let anybody help her either. Just her. And then she'd have all the spread. And then you knew it was ready because she would knock that bread out and put butter on there. And it would just kind of, the aroma would fill the house. And you're like, it's time. (laughs) You just knew it was time. It was always the tradition.
0: So pecan pie, pecan pie, pecan pie. Pecan pie. Pecan. In the south,
1: it's pecan, right? I, pecan. I say pecan. I've heard yeah. pecan. Yeah, That's, I've heard. Isn't I've that, heard, that more heard, northern but... though? Is that more of a northern dialect? Maybe. I, I don't I'm know. have sure. always anybody in my family's always said. Pecan.
0: pecan Yeah. yeah. I, I love pecan pie. I usually only eat it about Thanksgiving, and I've never eaten it and thought, wow, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> I usually want to immediately take a nap, and then I, I have heart palpitations for a day or two. I don't know what's in it, except it's just got to be loaded with sugar. It's
2: k syrup, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's high in fat.
0: Yeah. So the calories, the fat, and the k syrup. Just, you just glug it down. k syrup. Yeah, k syrup,
2: sugar, sugar. Uh, yeah, pecans. Because yeah, Cairo's K-
1: got not enough sugar in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brown sugar. Just, I think there's brown sugar in there, too. You're
2: having sugar on sugar with some pecans. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: the protein should balance it, right?
2: <laughs> you said... with the protein shake thing... I. I saw something I almost never see, which is Pumphrey interacting with children, having an actual conversation. <laughs> um, what? It was about... Uh, you broke
1: out of robot mode? He
2: did. Well, it, but it was about working out. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spark my attention. Start, yeah, talking about form for something I can't remember. But he's a I was like... I forgot. I saw Pumphrey in the in the, like real in the <laughs> real life. <laughs> he interacted. Yeah, come, yeah you see. <laughs> going to tell on him. <laughs> going to tell on him. It does happen. It, it does happen, kids. You I can know. do it. <laughs> what,
0: what students don't realize is the stuff that we do in class. I don't want to do any of it. I don't want to do reading quizzes. I yeah. don't want to do. I want to talk about what I want to talk about, but I don't because I'm just I'm just programmed to push push push. Who was in there?
2: I think it was William IV and someone else. They were asking a question about something. And you you were answering like form and telling them and like oh yeah it, I think they were, like they were wondering about the <laughs> dead, deadlifts <laughs> they they were yeah. having
0: an argument do deadlifts work your back or legs more and it really depends on your form <laughs> which is getting most of it but
2: but I thought that was funny I was like yeah. He's interacting. Don't scare him. <laughs> I might keep going.
0: I guess my fear is if I keep interacting with them on a normal level, they'll eventually see me as human, and then they'll just start turning a party you. and <laughs> turn on me. All right. So, uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving is coming up. So we hope everybody out there has a great Thanksgiving, and we will see you on the other side. Goodbye.